When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Thanks for being with us. Director Matthew here in-house on the board. Tom in New York and me right here. Good times. P. Simpson crazy. Last year the Cheez-It Bowl was a massive celebration. And this year the Orange Bowl is going to be a dud. Yeah, I thought the same thing. It's kind of interesting. Um, It was a lot of fun going over there. You know, you just talk about all of the things that the end of the season a year ago signified. And in some ways, we're in another very impactful end of the year. Uh, It's just, what are the implications? The implications for last year's Cheez-It Bowl, and we all went over to Orlando and had a great time and broadcast from over there. I had a blast, other than that dump of a stadium. Um, You know, it was a good time. And you go in there and you you have fun and you watch your team win a thrilling game against Oklahoma. And what that did is it proved to be the catalyst for Florida State to to have high expectations coming into this season. Those expectations were met. Florida State won every one of their games. You got to let that sink in. I keep saying this a lot. I know we're embattled and frustrated and embittered and all of it's true and I had a guy who's a very rational human being uh, who has followed Florida State forever text me and say, man, I'm still not doing well about this. I'm still a little angry about this. And I said, yeah, I think that's probably indicative of uh, the feelings of uh, any number of Florida State fans and will be for a long time. But the key is to while you can you can entertain those thoughts and you can be frustrated and you can talk and vocalize your frustrations about what happened and with the process and, and all those things, that's true. But you also have to make sure you remind yourself in the midst of doing all of that, Florida State went 13-0. and They won the ACC. They back, they're back atop the mountain in this conference, and it had been a long time. Uh, it's, a, it's a reminder of how quickly time passes. You know, I, I was thinking of that. I was in the box uh, – in, in Charlotte there at Bank of America Stadium, whatever they call that, and, and as the waning seconds kind of ticked down, I thought, man, the last time we were here talking about an ACC championship, a lot of things were on our mind. Uh, first of all, we were talking about who we were going to play in the college football playoff and 
We were thinking about um, an undefeated season and 29 straight wins. And we were thinking about, uh, you know, Florida State is a behemoth. And we didn't see a reason why that wouldn't continue. And then, of course, it all fell to pieces. And it wasn't long after that that it did. It wasn't long after that. I remember telling Tom, I feel somewhat in 2015, there were some things we liked, but some things we did not like. And I was beginning to get nervous because I saw culture rot. Culture rot was a very real thing. And then really by 2016, I was beginning to say things that uh, Tom and I would debate where I'd be like, you know, every week that goes by that we don't have Jameis Winston, the more I begin to wonder. And remember that would remember those discussions we would sit around and get mad at each other and have fun with it, Tom. And but but there was more to that comment that I was making. You knew that. I'm not sure everybody else did, but I was like, man, I'm beginning to wonder. So let me again, big picture here, and I'll, I'll click you in here, Tom, in a second. But I um, this is this is different. This this feels um still like it's still upwardly mobile. You know, the, the feeling that the undefeated season brings us this time around is that there's a lot more to come. There's a lot more in the way of sustaining excellence that's still to come because they can get better. You know, they're 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 elite at thirteen and zero, but we know there there are holes to fill and we know that there are some exciting young players and more to come in. So I don't know, it's 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 exciting to think about where this is gonna go, even in the wake of the frustrations of being snubbed. Tom's on mute. <laughs> we'll get think, to, there he is. Yeah, I think the problem is they went from, you know, zero to Armageddon in terms of their workload overnight. And, like, the moment you get past Miami, this is before Jordan's injury, you think, okay, that was that got a little tighter than it needed to down the stretch, but we are now in position here to be on cruise control and go 13 and 0 and be in the playoff. Jordan gets hurt. All right, got to sweat a trip to Gainesville now. Let's get through it. And they did. Okay. This is a pocket passing quarterback. This is a good matchup for us. Louisville in the ACC Championship. Then, you know, Tate has the issues. It's like, "Oh my god, you go through all these things, then you can breathe and exhale and you have about 12 hours to do so because then you're screwed. And now that team has played its last game. Like verifiably, that team has played, the 2023 Knolls have played their last game as we know them, too deep, all that kind of stuff. And it just goes from zero to 60 because Mike is a very regimented person. This was supposed to be about official visits, hitting the trail, talking to high school kids and getting your practice scheduled for the playoff. And now there's all this damage control that needs to be done. The work that they thought was going to happen in January is happening right now in the middle of everything else. That That's why, to me, that there was no press conference today for either Kirby Smart or Mike Norvell. It was supposed to be on location in Miami for the Orange Bowl. No, man, don't have that kind of time to hop on a private jet and do a press conference and, and lose five hours out of my day. It's just we don't have that kind of time. So it's just the hard part is, is while I think you're correct, and we are on the upward path. Most certainly we're on the upward path. This is turbulence on the flight that came out of nowhere because we were thinking it was smooth skies ahead. And so I don't want to be the guy that yesterday you were saying, don't panic. I'm just saying 
they're working a lot harder right now on a lot more things than they were going to have to, than they thought they were going to have to work on. They also have a much better and more stable uh, launching pad than they had before. I mean, Florida State is st- what is it, 18 straight, 19 straight games, whatever it is for Florida State now. I mean, I'm losing track of all the wins. Sorry. So when you are now a sexy program and you've already taken advantage repeatedly uh, of the transfer portal and you have an elite class coming in, there's a lot of hard work to do that you're referencing. You are right, but this is the fun time. This is a good time. This is, yeah, we're mad. We're mad. We're all mad at stings. And Mike's mad and sad for his kids. But, man, he knows where this thing is headed. He understands that they have a chance to compete for national titles if they do it right and they continue to build on this, they have a chance to compete for national titles for the next five to six years. And, you know, when you watch Alabama do what they've done and you look at what Georgia has done, you you know, you understand that while that is the, the highest level of sustained excellence that you can aspire to, and Alabama's in a class of the, all their own under Nick Saban, but we, we – that's the neighborhood – that Florida State aspires to. That's where they've been. They've resided in that neighborhood before. It's possible to do it again. So you that that requires an unbelievable amount of work. It's just a different kind of work. It's a different time of the year that the work is asked of you and prolonged, I might add. But it is it is a lot easier to do that work now that you've climbed out from the muck and you're not trying to sell uh, a three-win program or a five-win program. You're, you're, you're selling an undefeated program. You're selling a program that just keeps winning and hasn't lost in more than a calendar year. Uh, you're selling a program that, uh, on the you know, in front of the nation, the world watching, dominated Jaden Daniels and LSU for an entire second half of a football game. And we'll be reminded of that when we watch the Heisman ceremony and we see all the highlight clips of Jaden Daniels because there won't be that many of them against Florida State. There won't be that many of them against Florida State. They're going to have to show all the times that he undressed the SEC, all the times that he embarrassed SEC defenses, because they won't be able to show the clips of him doing that to Florida State. No, what they'll have there is a Tatum Bethune clip of him lighting up Daniels as he goes airborne in a short yardage play. You know, there's a couple of explosives in the first half, but you're correct. It is one hell of a resume to be able to put out there in the portal that – at Florida State, you can do this. And yes, we were a lot of transfers on our roster last year. That is correct. Some were multi-year transfers, some were one-and-done type players, but you can come here, immediately get better, immediately get noticed, and then immediately get paid. And I'm not talking about college. I'm talking about professional development. That's one thing that has de- has happened in the last year for Florida State is they're now gaining a more of a reputation of development of players. Yeah. Before, it was they can entice people to come in, but do they make them better? Oh, hell yeah. Florida State makes players a lot better. And and the thing is, in a situation like this that is a farce, we, we all agree on it, you don't have to look very hard to find the good in this situation because I don't think the Battle's End is sniffing 2,000 members today without the farce that happened on Sunday. They're north of 3,000. It galvanized people. It pissed them off to open up the pocketbooks and ensure that Florida State is in the strongest position it's ever been in in regards to player uh, development in in a different sense, if you will. But, I mean, 
They're closing in on tripling their membership in less than a week. It was sorely needed. Now it's happening. I hate that the committee's nonsense is what took us to this moment. But you were privy to those conversations more than I was this football season. Like, hey, man, would be nice if uh, if more of the base could hop on board. Here it is. Here it is. People are pissed off and motivated. It's also exciting anytime, like I, I was looking at, uh, I believe it was Matt Lasser, our own Matt Lasser's article on uh, warchant.com. And you go through and look at the portal and, you know, evaluating defensive end transfer options. Um, and when you see some of the names that are in there, you know, the the kid out of Duke, the R.J. Oban kid, when you look at a, a Kyle Kennard, who I brought up from Georgia Tech, you look at uh, Clifton from Vanderbilt, the Pittsburgh kid that everybody's excited about, who we've already offered, uh, the Abor kid from Ohio State. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of big-time players, players that are well thought of, that have produced on the field already, that have multiple years left, that were uh, elite players coming out of high school, and they are excited to be in contact with Florida State. You are going to have options if you lose some guys here and there. This is one of those places. It's a handful of places that kids in the transfer portal can see themselves going. And so you have, I don't want to say the pick of the litter because other kids are going to compete with you, but you've got an awful lot of uh, of talent to choose from. Let's put it that way. And that is exciting in and of itself. So I get pumped about this. I think there are opportunities to continue to build on the success of this year in the wake of this devastating act uh, from the committee. Uh, it doesn't have to be us wallowing for uh, the weeks and weeks and weeks um, uh, to come in the off season. It, you'll always remember it. It ain't going away. Be mad about it. I mean, this time next year, Florida State could be talking about hosting a playoff game, Tom, uh, or, or or not, or going on the road in the playoff, whatever it might be, right? It, it, it all could go down, and you're still going to be angry about what happened. You're still going to be pissed. Uh, that won't change. Hell, I have a feeling, fast forward three, four years from now, we could be sitting there sharing a cold one on a Friday, and all of a sudden we're going to go, how about those sons of bitches cheating us? <laughs> we're still going to bring it up. Yeah, because the the thing that really still grinds my gears to steal a, a family guy from a while ago is that this is not a season in which the number one team in the country is head and shoulders above the rest. It just isn't. And even with a backup quarterback, with the way that defense had been playing, Florida State's defense, man, we had more than a fair shot in any one of those games. Well, and that's what's always going to bother me because it's going to feel like 2020. I get it. COVID's a different animal than the corruption of a college football playoff committee, but the feeling is the same. We didn't get to see the chance for them to see it through to the end and how far they could go, how much hell they could raise, because this defense would have led the way. It really would have, and it would have been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, man, I was thinking about our defense and getting Daryl Jackson back and uh, how that could have very easily been a 20-17 to 17 game one way or the other against Michigan. In fact, you could almost guarantee it would have been something along those lines with Daryl Jackson back. Yeah. Frustrating. Throw up the wagers. I forgot we got to recap because I made some, and I announced that I will continue to try to make some throughout the course of the year. We will not have Redemption Thursday days go the way of the Dodo. No, sir. Ravens minus three and a half, half number one. Don't worry about both halves, just the first half. Ravens minus three and a half, 
Browns minus three against the Jags. Backup quarterback, Browns defense equals I'll give the three. Bengals minus one. I'm a believer. Browning's going to continue to throw it around the lot. Screw the Colts. Detroit, Chicago under 42 and a half. And on the PGA Tour, big time tournament this weekend, and we got after it. Michelle Kang. <laughs> Uh, Denny McCarthy, top five finish, plus 150. Why are you booing that? You don't like that bet? I believe it's Danielle Kang. Susan Kang. Denny McCarthy, here we roll. Come on, Lisa Kang. Make it happen, baby. Let's go, toots. Swing away. You're up. Aberg and Sagstrom, damn right, at plus 600 to win outright. We're going to do this thing. It's going to happen. Trisha Kang is going to help McCarthy. McCarthy's going to help Trisha. And we're going to win. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93. (laughs) What? What I was going to say P. Simpson. Yeah. That that was a a tough time for me to freeze. Yeah. But uh, P. Simpson points out rightfully that you've got to pick a side somehow, some way for Army-Navy on Saturday. Got to do it. All right. I'll do it after the break. Good job, P. Simpson. Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, we're we're good. We're good. Uh, I don't think. No, I think we're good. I don't have any. Uh, I, we're we're all set. We're all set. Uh, our wagers are in place. I stand by what I picked. Good pick. Lucy Kang, and the gang. We're gonna win it. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hey seminoles we all know how important it is to score in the red zone but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. They're making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy, the Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to knollretirement.com. Now, that's one word, knollretirement.com. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. I wish I was a 
choice, sir. Very good choice. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, rolling on Big River. Here we go. We've got to solve for the future in a weird way. We can always solve for the future. Uh, Jonathan, I think you're going to be well represented in the weeks to come. This is going to be uh, a feature on the show like kind of every day. It gives me a chance to mention ISF because there are wonderful friends and partners kicking ass and doing the things that uh, obviously they do and that we've mentioned numerous times whether that's allocation analysis and feasibility studies and modernization and business process reviews and compensation studies and all the things, all the things that make the world go around. Uh, ISF helping agencies conduct feasibility studies to figure out the best tech enhancements, the right people, the most efficient processes, and scheduled 4Bs to seek the funding that they need to make those changes and modernize. This is what's going on under ISF. So let's just do this, Tom. Let's just have fun with this. Let's talk all about it. Let's get into uh, what our friends at ISF do and solve for the future. Corey was routinely saying he thought Florida State had to look into the portal for 10 to 14 players or something akin to that. And I think it's much more about how the dominoes fall. Are you going out and getting a quarterback? Ultimately, let's answer that question. Let's answer the question. Do you go out and go get a quarterback? Because if the answer is yes, you got to start there and build out from it. Yeah, I am of the mind that it's gone from it's a luxury item to it's closer to a necessity. Um, I want to know. The problem is you can't know what the coaching staff knows behind the scenes in terms of what is Tate going to do. Because if Tate comes back for the spring, I'm I'm tempted to let him battle it out with Brock. Let Luke get in here and see what you got. And then you could always make a decision on a quarterback in the spring window. I know there are fewer players at that point because nowadays everybody wants to jump into the portal right after the regular season starts. But I don't know that that's reasonable. I think you're kind of pressed. If you want to have an effect on other players in the portal that come to Tallahassee, like Jordan Travis did last year when he decided he was returning, it it, it opened up a lot of doors, like Jaheim Bell, like Keon Coleman. If you want to make a splash like that, then you probably need to go get a quarterback first, and that's how you could roster build and, and make it happen quickly. I'm just on record saying, and I still firmly believe, that if you have to choose between either a longer-term successful build or a quick-fix 2024 run at it all, I'd rather have the longer-term be prioritized if some money is right on the fence about how you spend it. Fair enough. Uh, I uh, I keep do, I do what I do every time. Every time we have the discussion about where we're going to be, I always come back to defensive line and offensive line. I, over and over and over and over again, I think the quarterback situation will work itself out. There are one or two guys that I would maybe consider for quarterback, and if they made their uh, pitch to me and they were calling me and saying, hey, I'm really interested, I'd like to come, and then you know you have the conversation, whatever it might be. If you think that that's going to change who you are, uh, non-playoff to playoff, okay, we're having a discussion. Maybe that's right. Maybe that's right. But other than that, I am just looking at offensive and defensive line. The one thing I'd say, though, you're correct when you said earlier last week that the coaching staff is going to tell you what they believe about their room. Correct. And you got to trust in that situation. So if they believe that a quarterback is necessary, 
then they're telling you their assessment of what has gone on in practice with both Brock and Tate this season and whether that's good enough or not. By definition, if they go and they grab a quarterback in the portal, they're telling you that Tate's been here for four or five years and it's never going to get to where it needs to go. That would be the the message. You know, I, I'll i be honest. I don't – don't we think we know by now it's not Tate? I mean, don't we think we know? I mean, come on. Depends on He's been here 105 it, years. It depends on what you're trying to get out of next year. If you're trying to win the ACC next year – and usher along and pass the torch because look there, there's a middle path you can walk here which is tate is the presumed starter let one of your two young guys grow into it and you can you can hand the torch off in the season it doesn't there's no rule that says it's your starter and dublin has to be your starter for the entirety of 2024 so i think it's a, it's a two-part deal if they go try and get a quarterback now they're saying brock isn't ready well and we don't project he will be ready next season if push comes to shove Luke would be a true freshman, so he's going to be swimming. Like it's a two-part deal. I think it's fair to say, like I, I, this is one of the ways you could look at it. I don't know if this is the way they're looking at it. You could say Tate Rodemaker's been here a long, long time. They've seen a lot of Tate, and Tate got an opportunity in the Florida game. And I know the situation didn't always work out the way you would have liked, but man, I think he's a little bit more that 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 than not. And Brock has started one career game. One. And so even if you think he's going to be great, and I think he's going to be good, don't know about great, but I think he's going to be good. And as you just said, Cromenhawk is going to be a true freshman. He, he's never started. You don't. You wouldn't play him if you, you – you just wouldn't play him. So you kind of almost by definition at that point are right to go out and get a one-year rental if it's a, <laughs> if it's a Cam Ward. <laughs> that just startled me to no end, <laughs> whatever that was. Um that I mean, wouldn't you at that point? I think you can say you need a quarterback, right? Yeah, you could, and I think they might. Um, again, what's changing now is the amount that they're working with. I'm assuming has to have gone up if your membership is tripled. One would think that you can say yes to more things. You could do the simultaneous yes to now, yes to 2025. Um, the thing that I'm just I'm not trying to pack it in on next year. I know I know it sounds like that I am. I just I don't know that we are a Riley Leonard or a DJU or a Cam Ward away from putting us over the top next year. Whereas this past offseason, we were a Keon Coleman away from becoming what we were. We were a Braden Fisk away from becoming a 13 and 0 football team. I just don't know that we're in that type of position. So if you go get a quarterback at that point, you better be going to, and he's a one-year player. You better be going and getting another four or five dudes for the now, for the next year part of the equation, not the multi-year part of the equation. I just think you need to try to go from being a non-playoff team to a playoff team. That's the way I view the the quarterback debate. Just do, let's go. If you're getting a guy, does he make you a pay, a playoff candidate uh, and, a, and a strong one? I think Because I think the rest of the team, once it's finally put together, given what we have coming in, given what we can acquire in the portal, given what we have rising up the ladder. For example, I think next I, – I believe this wholeheartedly. I think Hakeem is going to be a star next year. 
Like I, I like not even kidding. I think he's going to be a, a star wide receiver in this conference. Yep, makes and, sense to me. I, I, I just think he is. So you have it, and listen. I think you'll see Destin Hill play really well for Florida State next year. The, you know, the missing link there is like, is Vendravius Jacobs going to have it together? Is he going to keep it together? Because if he can get right, he's a freak of a talent. Now all of a sudden you got three dudes, three real dudes at wide receiver. You've got a, a gazillion defensive backs that you like. You're fine there. You've got a ton of running back talent. You're fine there. I mean, we're really only talking about adding in a couple positions here. I mean, I think you got to get a linebacker, obviously, a couple offensive linemen. Two, yeah, two yeah. offensive linemen, a linebacker, a defensive lineman. I mean, like you hear me say that, and it sounds like a lot. I think that's a total of five. Maybe you'd go up to eight. And who's not going to want I will say this. If Cam Ward were to say that uh, that he wants to be here, mm-hmm. I mean, that does not change who's, on, who's, who's lining up. Yeah, I, no, it does, and that would make the splash for it would get contagious in the portal the way it did for Florida State last season. That, I just that don't know they can common- afford it. Yeah, well, I don't mean to, I, don't, I shouldn't say afford. That's the wrong way to look at it. But anyhow, well, it, it's just that DJ wouldn't be that guy. You no, know what I'm saying? no, agreed, like, agreed. So I, I don't know. There are some solutions there that would do exactly what you're saying. There are some others where I feel like we'd be forcing it for no reason because you might as well keep what you got because it's just about the same and let's save the money and spend it elsewhere. I'm assuming there's a budget and there's a cap, so to speak. Yeah, Maybe yeah. there isn't. Maybe there's not. Oh, well, I think you're right, though. There is. It makes sense. There always will be. Uh, just a matter of does it move and, and how? Yeah, what, what is that budget? I'm not talking about bringing in freaking Will Watt Rogers from Mississippi State. You know, I'm, I, I agree with you. I'm not doing that. I'm looking at a few guys that I think fit the offense that really one-year rentals, they don't upset the Alpha cart that much in terms of the, the depth chart and what's possible the following year. And, like, whether that's a Will Howard, whether that's a Cam Ward, whether that's a Dylan Gabriel, you know, that that's – it's a very small group of quarterbacks that you would be picking from. Yeah, I think – okay, so in terms of priorities – there are a lot of quarterbacks that might be a marginal improvement over what you have. There are a couple that would be significant improvement, but I think part of the reason you're hearing me hesitate is also when you're looking at the defensive line, that is not a settled matter by any stretch of the imagination. Not at all. I think that's got to be the top priority in general is defensive linemen. We could retain a guy or two. Sure. Maybe all three in the end of, of some principal players who could improve our stock. But if you don't, and I know they're bringing dudes in left and right, uh, from Power Five institutions, that's got to be shored up. And on the offensive line, you know, blesses in the portal. So you're telling me the leaders in the clubhouse for tackle next year are Robert Scott and Jeremiah Byers? No, man, that's got to be a much higher priority in this moment. You could make a much larger leap at other positions. Linebacker, you bet. You should get two of them. You should get two of them. So you could make a giant leap at several positions before quarterback. To me, enters into the discussion unless you're going to go land the big fish. You've got to land the big fish because if it's just a moderate guy, those resources I think are better spent elsewhere, either for next season or on high school play. Yeah, we agree. 
We agree. I mean, really, ultimately, the way you build this thing is through the high school ranks. And if you can secure elite talent in high school and build up your roster that way year over year, that's where you get the five-star offensive lineman. That's where you get the five-star defensive lineman. I get it. I agree with you. I just We're talking about not shutting the door on the possibility of certain players at certain positions if they're the right players at the right positions at the right time and what they do to bolster, uh, you know, do, do they serve as a magnet? for those other positions. So you get this guy and all of a sudden the rest of it falls into place because they want to come here again and play with him, 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 and him. I, I Yeah, that's all we're looking at here. That's that's all we're doing here. By the way, ISF understands that you want to do amazing things. You have big visions and goals for the future and work hard to move your agency forward while navigating the unique challenges inherent in government operations. So they get it. And they collaborate with you. And if you don't know what they are, they're an IT strategy firm. 40 years, they've served state government and business clients across the country. From right here in Tallahassee, over 1,500 projects all across the nation, 80 unique clients served to perfection time and again. ISF.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, or Chant TV. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. You'll like this, Matthew. This is um, obviously the national. And there is an interview with uh, him and uh, David Letterman. That is uh, on the YouTubes, I do believe. That is um, lengthy. And I think it's him, uh, Berninger, interviewing Letterman, which is going to be interesting. So I will let you know because I figured you'd like to. Tom will too. That'll be that'll be good. Uh man, I so I'm a little kid over here and I never get this way about recruiting. And I just told everybody not to get this way about recruiting or transfer portal or any of that stuff. But I just saw the picture of Jeremiah Smith wearing those Florida State gloves, Tom. Mm-hmm. Come on, yeah. kid. Don't do that to me. <laughs> Well, yeah, what did I say about quarterbacks? You definitely got to go get one if you bring in Jeremiah Smith. Um, I say say that double talk somewhat facetiously, but if you have Hakeem Williams, Jeremiah Smith as your one and two in no particular order next season, you can get explosive in a hurry offensively. And there's more weapons than that here at Florida State. But if that's how you start the conversation as a passing offense – this Buddy. is one of those high school players that is immediate plug and play. Yeah, he is. He's because he's a well over two hundred pounds. He's he's a freak. He is he's, for lack of a better term, a big, strong, thick kid. As a freshman, uh, you just don't see that very often at that age. And he's he's pretty, uh, I would say, refined. That's the other part of it. When you watch the route running and you watch the fluidity and you see him in and out of breaks and also the big boy catches and all the things, you're kind of going. Well, he's ready-made. You're only going to have him a couple years, few years. You know, this is like, yeah. And imagine that, like you said, put him in there with Akeem yep. and Vidravius Jacobs and Destin Hill. 
and then you have a Morlock back next year, I mean, come on. Golly, would that be something. One of the things about Hakeem, too, is before he got hurt, of course, they were giving him reps, and we were excited about the one touchdown because he puts he puts his foot in the ground, and we didn't. Nobody knew on the beat. Nobody had seen that yet in a practice that he could go from zero to sixty like he did. He cared about blocking too, like he's bought in. Oh, completely so, bought in. Yep. With with a guy like Johnny leaving for the pros, it is nice to see that Micah, followed by Johnny, have left a culture imprint on the receiver room that now that is just what is expected. So even though they're gone, we're going to continue doing that because it'll be nice for every other prospect that comes into town. They know they got to be that part of the offense because the bubble is a big part of our game too. It's, it's a big part of what we do. And I'll, if we don't address the offensive line in a proper way, it's going to need to be a big part of the game next year again. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just chasing down rumors, Tom. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I heard every word you said, but I, while you were saying it, I was chasing down rumors. I can start from scratch and say it all nah, over No, I don't want you to do that. I was chasing <laughs> down rumors, and they were good ones. I'm not normally – you know, I don't do this. I don't traffic in this, but I'm just telling you, getting excited about opportunities that Florida State has with multiple players. I, I just – that's all I'm going to tell you. I hope they're offensive linemen because one thing we saw this year is when our base runs don't work – we look lost for a little bit. So I hope some of that is about offensive linemen. You know, the, 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 to your point about the offensive line, and we criticized Alex, I criticized Alex earlier in the show a little bit. And uh, I also think that that is of, of paramount importance. I agree with you. That part of the season served to be the most intriguing, but if you take a step back, Tom, there's not an offense in the world that if they can't run their base offense successfully, they can't run. And, and his is born out of the run, the ability to run, to create the extra gap, to do all the things that he's done, even when they had lesser talent. So for me, when you, when you can't do that, yes, we saw Mike swim a little, but I can't think of an offense in the country that if you can't do something fundamental to your core offense – uh, that that isn't affected in a negative manner. I, I just think that's the way it always is. This is why it was frustrating to constantly having to kind of change game plans week to week, uh, like above and beyond what's normal, because you just you didn't know if you could execute some of the the basic stuff that you like to do in the offense. And I really commend Mike because even with that, now I know this was trending, and this is before the Jordan injury. But this offense was trending in the wrong direction. Now, that didn't mean they should have been excluded from the playoffs, period. But th this offense was beginning to sputter because they couldn't block it up in the run game. And that got to be more and more frustrating, culminating with the entire first quarter of the North Alabama game, and which led to Jordan taking off because he felt he had to. And this was, you know, really aggravating. And I, I, the the hope is that yes, you don't go through another year of that. By the way, that was uh, so. You're gonna, I guess, uh, it's just you're making the resounding point. You better have this offensive line improve uh, by quite a bit from what we just watched this year. Yeah, because if you project it right now, your starting five is is what left to right with Bless. In the, in well, the I, I, it's, it's, I think it's so. You think Scott will be back healthy? 
Well, no, I'm just saying that this is what they're projecting. I mean, you okay, know, well, Scott, Scott Washington, Maurice Smith, Keandre, and Byers. And then what are your top reserves? I mean, Simmons, you think that Lucas, Simmons, Simmons will be your top reserve. And he may be a starter. And early would be another option. Maybe Otto. Otto, like early, yep. Those would be uh, an Armella, I guess, maybe. I mean, it, we could have used them this year in the rotation. Maybe if, if, it, if it was even 15, 20 snaps a game. So I don't know that you can count on that. It's just there are gaps there. I, it's not that there isn't a lot of potential for that line, but there are gaps there that I hope if some of these things that make you smile come true, that that is 100% something that is going to be addressed. Um, I, yeah, there's a mix and match, right? You, you do need superstar game changers who can flip the scoreboard at uh, any second, and, and certainly one of the rumors is out there is that. And then, yeah, the offensive line would be a big part of this uh, offseason. It has to be. Uh, I I was disappointed. There, if, you were, if you were to ask me what were you most disappointed with this season, it, it doesn't take but two seconds to say offensive line. Um, the thing is, it, it, it could it. force something that, that makes you happy. They did pass pro pretty well this season. Maybe you just need to start throwing it 40 times a game, especially if you get Jeremiah Smith. Spread it out and fire the rock, baby. Let's go. Mm-mm-mm. Well, one thing's for certain, and this is the, the part about college football, and I guess it's good for us uh, to some extent. Um the conversation with college football, in, in particular the intense focus on Florida State, roster building, roster retention, retention, acquisition, all of this, it doesn't go away very much anymore, Tom. We'll we be into January talking about stuff. Uh, that's you know, And the next thing you know, you wake up, you're like a spring football. They're starting to model the NFL in that way. And you know, the NFL is year-round. There there's not a week during the year when we do this show that we don't come in here and there's not some sort of story that if you wanted to, you could seize upon and talk about on the show. Yeah. Well, one thing is we often talk about the spring game. Maybe it should be a competitive football game. You could take, you know, that's where you cut your check to an FCS program or, or a lower level program. You're about to get a competitive spring game on December 30th in Miami. That that's what you're about to get is that type of a product. So if you want to see the future for both Georgia and Florida state, and you want to have that spring game feel except the quarterback is live and they run real special teams, you're going to get one, and it's going to be in a New Year's Six game. And that's it's going to be more and more of that as we go on if you don't make the college football playoff, especially when it expands to 12. Um, fill me in on this. You'd think I'd know this. This has nothing to do with Florida State. Uh, but, quote, in a deal that could have far-reaching impact on the future landscape of men's professional golf and inject even more uncertainty into an already fractured sport, Masters champion John Rahm has agreed to leave the PGA Tour in favor of Saudi Arabian-financed Live Golf League, and that number is allegedly somewhere in the neighborhood of like $500 million. Didn't we just get done hearing that that was all going to get incorporated? Probably so, um, but if that's the offer, at this point, when you have the merger – and and well, know, I'm saying backhanded. It, yeah, it's already happening, right? Yeah, I, I'm just saying that when that happened last year, I think Rom, who was a staunch defender of the PGA Tour, said, "What difference does it make? I might as well just take the lump sum of cash because that's what Monahan did." And I think that's probably why he changed his mind. I agree. I had heard rumors that it was going to get folded in. It was some folded way, in. Somehow. It was already folded in, right? That's been talked about quite a bit. What's the point of them giving out five hundred million dollars if it's all going to be folded into one anyhow? I don't know, but John Rom said, I don't care what the point is because I'm saying yes. 
Well, I'm going to get my 500 million before we all come together as one anyhow. That does, yeah. <laughs> that'd be like, wait, wait, wait a minute. You want to do what? This is all coming together anyhow in a year, and I you will give me 500 million dollars? Okay. Good lord. All right, we'll come back, wrap it up momentarily. Jeff Kemper, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, welcome a new advertiser to the program. This one I like. Why do I like them? I used them. I already used them. Then they said, we want to be on with you, Cameron. Good, because I'm already using you. I'd like to save some money. I'm talking about Factor. Now, I could read a script. I have one here. The bustling holiday season. You're looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel your jam-packed days. Factor's America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. I'm not going to do that, though. I don't need to do that. I like not meal prepping. I like having a delicious meal before me in two and a half minutes out of a microwave prepped by a professional chef. It is delicious. Protein meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving in some cases. I could get the uh, low-calorie conscious meal if I want one, if I've overdone it for the week or something along those lines. I pick a different set of food items out of 35 prepared meals at the start of every week, and voila, it's at my front door. It's awesome. Head to Factormeals.com slash Cameron50 and use code Cameron50 to get 50% off. Doing you right, people. That's code Cameron50 at Factormeals.com slash Cameron50 to get 50% off. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. You know, I always let this play. <laughs> okay, all right. I can't let it go forever. <laughs> so I do like reading that story, though, before we sign off. Just fun, schadenfreude. Like, be careful, right? But here you go. Earlier today, we all saw where Florida running back Trevor Etienne has decided to transfer uh, from Florida. He has entered the portal. And, uh, you know, from there, you looked and you said, oh, that's interesting. And you went back and you read that article. And then you went, oh, wow, he's one of 14 players from the University of Florida that have entered the portal since it opened on Monday. 14! And that's Wilson and Odom and McClellan and Perkins and AT. Wow. Tough times. Sunbelt Billy, get your hands up. Hey, LJ McCray, are you sure that you <laughs> want to play for this roster? Are you sure that? Ooh. LJ McCray, maybe interested family member, are you sure you want to be Man, associated with the swamp right now? Tough times. He's just dodging it. That's going to be an ugly press conference. He struggles with those anyhow. He struggles with the right tenor. Uh, after a win or a loss, he struggles when he's questioned, God forbid. You know, when people are like, well, you know, Coach, uh, that's uh, five straight losses. Well, you, you always have these questions after we lose. Yes. Yes, we do. We do have questions after we lose football games. He never could wrap his mind around how it was that people begin to question you when you when you lose games. That's how it works. When you win them, they ask you how you want them. They want to know, like, how do you keep winning? Man, it's an amazing thing. You keep winning. You're doing all this winning. And it's a fun press conference to have when you get asked a lot about why you're kicking ass. Problem is, when you don't, they want to know that, too. They really want to know why it is you can't win. 
in that you keep losing over and over and over and over and over again, and he's incredulous. What is all this after the losses that you're asking me about, huh? I'm just glad that in his career as the head coach of the Florida Gators in the month of December, he's responsible for three points. Three. The entirety of his time. Oh, in the month of December, yeah. In the month of December. (laughs) And it wasn't kick at the buzzer. It was a kick at the buzzer. Good for him. But three points in two seasons as the Florida Gators head coach in the month of December. And his next press conference in the month of December on signing day will be his first press conference in the month of December this year. Mm. Because there's no reason to be meeting with Billy right now. P. Simpson just nailed that the Gators got a punter commit. That'll cool the seat off for Billy. Good work, Tom. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Enjoy your evening. Enjoy the football game. We'll be back with you on a Libations Friday. Peace.